Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Run Show. A show for the 21st century youth where we discuss productivity, wellness and human condition. Can you subscribe and leave us a review in the direction to find your podcast? Also send us a mail at info at show.com. You follow us on any of our social media platforms at the Two Run Show. Thank you. He's an executive headhunter and co-founder of Salisi Akademi. He began his career as a headhunter in 1997 and co-founded Salisi Human Capital in his hometown Manchester in 2005. He later moved to Las Vegas in 2013 to open the Salisi US office and the company continued to enjoy steady growth year in year out. In the late 2019, he co-founded Salisi Academy to coach and educate people on how to find the right job and improve their chances of getting it. When he's not working, he's keen single malt whiskey collector and a fan of the soccer team Manchester United, whose failure to win the English Premier League since he left Manchester is something he takes full responsibility for and is very hopeful that in the year 2021, Manchester United is going to win the English Premier League once again. Joining us in the studio is the one and only Mr. Simon Leader as we discuss how to get the best out of your job. Stick and stay with us. This is The 2-1 Show. So who is Simon Leder? Okay, so uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Um, I am Simon Lader. I am originally from Manchester in England. I now live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am the founder and CEO of Salisi. Uh, Salisi has uh, two sides to the company. Uh, We are uh, an executive headhunting and search firm specializing in the cybersecurity industry. And we are also a training, coaching, and development organization um, specializing in helping people find happiness in their lives by finding happiness in their jobs. Oh, okay. And that's so, basically what I do. I'm a father of three kids. Oh, okay. And then you um, are a stand fan of Manchester United? Yes, I'm a fan of Manchester United who just won. We beat Everton in the Carabao Cup. So ah. semi-finals, here we come. So uh, <laughs> That's nice. Um, there, there, there are a lot of uh, Manchester United fans so around where I am. Well, I I, uh, I grew up and uh, about uh, I don't know maybe twenty minutes away from Old Trafford. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I, I lived in Manchester. So I, uh, I I lived very close to the ground. I worked very close to the ground when I used to live there. I went to many many games, both at home and away. And uh, I was actually there when Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, who's now our manager, scored the winning goal against Bayern Munich in the nineteen ninety nine. Wow! The final. I, I was there. Ah, I feel so. I feel so 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 offended. I'm a, I'm a Bayern Munich fan, so I feel so. Are you a Bayern Munich fan? I just don't want to be reminded of that. <laughs> wow. So you so you'll you'll remember, of course, at the end of that game, yeah. Sammy Kufour famously was lying on the ground, pounding his fist on the ground. <laughs> you'll remember that. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure, of course I do. And then Sawako is a Ghanaian, so it's, it's, it's yeah. just points to something there. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for having me. I'm Simon. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's um let's let's just jump in. Um, we today we are looking at um many people have jobs and it's it become a random thing for everybody. We just wake up every morning, we just go to work like clockworks. We don't find anything. We 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 are so 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 wishing it's not Monday, <laughs> and people don't like Mondays because Monday is the beginning of the week. And, and people don't like Mondays. What it literally means is that they just don't like their job. So now we want to find out how do you, how can we get the best out of our jobs? Whether it's a job that is taking all your time, whether it's a job that is not taking any time of yours, how do you find some happiness, some joy in your job? In your job? Well, that's that's a great question, and that that really is the million dollar question because um, you're very right to point out how important this is because um, the biggest cause of um, mental health issues, suicides, depression, uh, and general kind of um, uh, just feeling of, uh, the, uh, of, of, of wrongness in life. The two biggest causes are marital problems and employment problems. Or to put it another way, people being unhappy in their marriage or unhappy in their jobs. Yeah. And, it's, and it's obvious why. Because if you think about it, from, let's say, nine o'clock in the morning, Okay, on a Monday. In fact, no, from when you wake up on a Monday morning, okay, through to going to sleep on a Friday night, you're going to be spending a lot more time doing your job than any other activity. Yeah, All right? of course. That's, that's true. Let, 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 let's break this down onto a daily basis, okay? Mm-hmm. So on a Monday or any weekday, okay, let's say the average person wakes up at, say, 6.30, 7 a.m., okay? So for the first hour or two of the day, you're kind of in work mode anyway. You get up, you get dressed for work, you yeah. breakfast. You're already starting to think about your day, all right? So even though you're not necessarily in work, you're in work mode, okay? And then from then, you're at your job, okay? And then you may finish your job at, say, 5, 5.30, whatever, and then you get in your car and you drive home, all right? And you're still kind of winding down from work, all right? So you get home, and then... You may spend like an hour or so, you know, making dinner, hanging out with your kids, doing the chores, you know, tidying up, doing some shopping or whatever. And maybe you've got, say, three hours of leisure time where you'll read a book, you'll play a game, you'll watch Netflix, you'll go see a movie, you'll hang out with friends, whatever it is, right? If you look out in the evening. Right, but if you think about it, um, the amount of time you're in work mode, even if we were most generous and say eight hours of work plus an hour each side, okay? And m- m- many people, it's more than that. But let's just say to be generous, it's it's eight hours plus one hour either side. So that's 10 hours, Yeah. okay, when you're in work mode versus, what, three hours when you're doing stuff you enjoy doing, okay? Yeah. So if you think about it, from Monday through Friday, five days a week, you're spending three hours on what you want to do and 10 hours on what you're being paid to do. Yeah. So you're spending three times as long, 75% of your waking hours, you're spending doing stuff that you are paid to do, where the other 25%, just a quarter of that time, you're spending, sorry, just a third of that time, by comparison, a quarter overall, just a third of that time, you're spending on stuff you really want to do. All right? So if that's 75% of your day, those 10 hours 
you're not enjoying. We are human beings. We can't just turn on and turn off our emotions. So if you're unhappy about your job, you're stressed out about your job, you're miserable in your job, you don't just turn it you don't just flick a switch at six o'clock and suddenly it's like, you know, all the worries and pressures and anxieties of the job don't just get turned off because you're now, you know, in the pub or in the bar uh, in, in a bar with your friends. Okay. Yeah. That eats into your, your day. Okay. And if that's happening for five days in a week, it doesn't just turn off like the switch into the weekend. So if you're not happy in your job, it's going to spill into and it's going to toxify your entire life okay true. and that can be Very anything true. from that can be anything from toxic relationships with co-workers a toxic relationship with your boss it could be frustration over um uh, over a futile job you know something that's just unachievable maybe you're selling a product that doesn't work or nobody wants it could be that you're being given a task that's impossible to achieve it could be you're just not enjoying it because you want to do something creative and this is very kind of manual or administrative or, you know, whatever it is. Boring, boring stuff. Yeah. You know, some people love that, you yeah. know, that's great. There are some people who they just want to, you know, do administrative work and they love that. Other people are like, no, it's not for me. I want to do something creative. Some people love working with numbers. Other people don't. Some people love working indoors. Some people want to be outdoors. Some people want to talk some love talking to people. Other people want to work alone and be, you know, be in their own space. Some people want to be part of a team. Others want to work alone. There are a million different complexities okay. to what makes a job right for somebody, which means there are a million things that can go wrong. Uh -huh. So, uh, uh, and statistics show us that over 80% of people are unhappy in their jobs. And here's the sad thing, okay? Almost all of them accept it as normal as in i'm not happy but pff, what can i do about it okay nothing about it right and don't realize that there are things that you that, that you can do which we'll i'm sure we'll talk about you know sure. a little further on in this discussion and that's 80 percent 80 percent four oh. out of five people eight in every 10 people which wow. means only two people mm -hmm. are happy two 20 percent of people you know, there was a survey that was done a couple of years ago, um, uh, which I saw, and it said that almost, I think it's like 78, I think was the actual number, almost 80% of people are not happy in their jobs. It's crazy. And this is irrespective of whether it's a 95 or a side hustle. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, no, well, no, this is irrespective. No, okay, this is the thing, right? Okay. It's irrespective of whether or not they're being paid basic minimum living wage mm -hmm. or they are earning the big bucks. Okay. Well, salary, executive or salary has nothing to do, to do with it with happiness. Okay. There are people that are miserable earning, you know, six and seven figure salaries. And there are people that are happy earning nothing. just enough to, to, to survive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I know from my own my own friends. I've got some friends that are you know, they're in big houses, drive nice cars, you know, and they're unhappy. They're miserable in their jobs. I've got other friends who live much more modest lives, okay? Don't drive a new flashy car. They don't live in huge houses, but they're happy because they're doing what they enjoy. So salary earnings has nothing at all to do with job satisfaction. 
It's one of the biggest myths you can ever hear. Okay. Oh, he's earning the big bucks. I'm sure he's happy. Not true. Or it's not necessarily true. Okay. That's 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 so now um let's let's get to the stuff. Um how do how do you then begin to get the best out of it? Because if it's eight out of ten, that means every out of a hundred people, almost eighty out of them are not happy with their jobs. And yeah. it transcends into other relationships, whether it's your marital relationships, whether it's with relationship with your friends, because if you are distracted now the friend time the friend time begins to minimize because you are basically thinking about the next monday the next day the next two weeks and they are like you're looking forward to christmas they're looking forward to the breaks so how then do we tune our mind are there some strategies we can use are there some principles we can use to get the best out of our jobs absolutely and you know what you, you, what you're saying is so true because uh, people that have that are people that are unhappy in their jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay, this spills out into them in turn being toxic in yeah. their relationships with their spouses, with their friends, with their kids. Okay, if I imagine you know um, coming home and kids are kids, the house will be a mess, and they're making noise, and they're doing whatever they're doing, and they want your attention and whatever. Right? I've got three kids, right, and so when I come home from work. I mean, not now we're in, we're in lockdown, but you know, before lockdown, right. When I'd come home from work, they would immediately want my attention. Daddy came up with this, dad came up with that. Right. Now, if I'm, if I'm stressed out, if I've just come out from a, a hard, a bad day and I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that, am I going to be the best version of myself? Absolutely not. Yeah. Of course not. Right. Am I going to be the best version of myself for my wife? Am I going to be the best version of myself for my friends? You know, a friend calls me up, you know, hey, Simon, can you help me with this? Or, hey, buddy, I need you to, to, to I need some, uh, some, some support with that. Am I going to be able to be the best version of myself for them? Absolutely not. So how do we address this? So the truth is that every situation is going to be different. Yeah, okay? absolutely. So we're going to be painting with a very broad brush, okay? So the first thing that people need to really determine is whether or not this is something they can correct just by addressing whatever's at fault, okay? So it could be um, that um, they're unhappy in their job because they have a toxic relationship with a specific coworker, all right? Or they have a toxic relationship with their boss, okay? Okay. Now, sometimes those can be corrected. You know, you go to your coworker, you try and figure it out. You go to your boss, you try and figure it out. Okay. And sometimes that can correct it. Okay. I wouldn't pretend to suggest that all of my career has been every day has been happy. There have been plenty, plenty of times when it hasn't been. Okay. Yeah. Some of that has been when I've been working, for, you know, before I founded my own company, times mm-hmm. where, you know, I had, I remember there was one person in particular, um, a guy when I was in my, uh, in, when I was working my my first my first kind of my first job in in uh, in recruitment, all right, there was one person in particular I had a very 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 toxic relationship with, okay, and he and I just did not take to each other, okay. He was more senior than me in the company. I was a young I was twenty three, uh, 
I had just, I barely started in the company. I was on the lowest rank of the ladder. He was more established and he was a bully. All right. And at any given opportunity, he would be nasty to me. He would be, um, he would verbally abuse me. He was just an unpleasant individual. Okay. Yeah. And it was making me miserable, you know, because who wants to kind of work with somebody like, you know, like that, 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 that at any given opportunity, they are kind of knocking you, you know, ag- aggressively attacking you, right? Anyway, um, I brought it to the, I decided I wasn't going to tolerate this. Um, and I took advice from, from my dad who said, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to live like this. You know, this should not be making you miserable. You know, this should not be, you know, you've got a great job, you've got a great boss, you've got a great team around you, okay? Why should you allow this one guy to spoil things? And it was really, it was really upsetting me. And um, so I remember, and bearing in mind, I'd only been with this, with, with this company for a couple of months, so I was very, very much the new kid, right? Yeah, okay. And I, and I went in, and I, I, I said to my boss, can I talk to you? Sure. So we went into a meeting room and I explained to him, I said, listen, I need to talk to you about this guy. He's been a real, he's been very aggressive, very bullying. Um, and I'm sorry, I, 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 I don't know what to do. But equally, I don't want to be labeled as someone that kind of makes trouble or tells tales or whatever. But I'm sorry, I, I, I don't see why I have to live like this. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So he, he said that he needed to refer to the managing director, who I got on great with, by the way. And uh, the two, the two of us went to see the managing director, you know, the big boss. Yeah. And uh, he said, and, and and it was dealt with. Basically, this this guy was kind of like called to task on it. Uh, he was told basically any more of this, he would be severely dealt with. And um, a couple of other people came forward to say that he'd also dealt with, he, he'd been like this with them as well. People that have been the, with the company a lot longer than I had, right? Okay. And subsequently, this guy got fired, right? So sometimes you have to take uncomfortable actions, confront these problems head on, okay? Yes, so, so basically, the, the, I guess the point is that sometimes the answer is within. And when the answer is within, you sometimes you have to identify exactly what the solution is, talk to whoever it is that maybe can correct it. If you're in a task that you're not enjoying, maybe ask if those tasks can be changed, whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. However, there are unfortunately a lot of times where there is no answer with it. Okay. Um, if you've got a if if you've got a boss that um is is just not someone that you enjoy, you know, you you enjoy working with, you know. Um, if you're a toxic relationship with your boss and he owns the company, there's probably not a lot you can do about that. All right. Well, you can't do anything about that. Right. If you're working with a, uh, if you're, if you're working, selling a product and that's the only product that the company sells and that product doesn't work or nobody wants to buy it for whatever reason, probably not a lot you can do about that either. All right. Yeah. yeah. So very often, and I think this is why most people just kind of accept it is because very often there doesn't seem to be any solution to dealing with the problem internally. You can't necessarily always, I, I was very lucky that I was able to go and have a conversation with my boss. We then went and spoke to, you know, the big boss of the company and it was dealt with, but that doesn't always work. So 
oftentimes the solution is to go and find something else. Okay. So then the big question is, how do I find a job that I know I'm going to enjoy? All right. Because oftentimes people think, well, I need to find another job. But just that prospect is so daunting. They just don't know where to start. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And we do, I mean, um, Silesia Academy, my company, deals with this on a daily basis. We help people and guide people through that entire process. Okay. And the, um, the primary starting point always is figure out what you want to do. Figure uh-huh. out what's going to make you happy. Okay. Uh-huh. And there are primarily three things, three factors that will determine whether or not a job will make you happy. Okay. okay? Factor number one are the tasks that you are doing for the majority of the day, individual tasks that you enjoy. Okay. So the things that you do, are you going to enjoy those things? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So if you're, if you're doing a job where the majority of things that you're going to be doing in that job are things you're going to enjoy, then that's going to help a lot. All right. Then, so number one is list all the things you're going to be doing in that job, the things you want to do. Okay. Number two is the time that you'll be doing those different things. Okay. And then three is the value that those things carry to the company. Okay. Okay. If you're doing it, if, if the job you find has lots of things you're going to be, you're going to be enjoying doing, you're going to be doing them for the majority of your day and they carry value to the company. If you have something that crosses that trifecta, those three things, then you will enjoy that job. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For example, for example, all right. Um, this guy I know who listens to this, right? It's a guy I know who he actually, no, I'll give you another example. I've got a cousin lives in England. Okay. Who for years was an, was an attorney. Okay. He was a, he was a, a very successful attorney. Okay. All right. Yeah. He hated it. That's right. Attorney. He hated it. He was earning the big bucks. He was doing great. He hated it. All right. Yeah. Because he figured out that a lot of his time was kind of like focusing on contracts, seeing an office by himself, um, really going through that in the nitty gritty minutiae, and it bored him. He didn't enjoy it. All right. Yeah. Now he'd realized that he, financially, um, you know, he, he was, uh, he didn't need to earn as much as he was earning as an attorney. Okay. So he did have a little bit of, uh, of, of, of bandwidth to work with them. All right. Okay. So he determined, okay, what do I enjoy doing? I enjoy talking to people. I love being outdoors and seeing different things. I don't like being stuck in an office. Okay. And I wanted, I want to spend most of my time, most of my time being, um, around other people and being outdoors and something that's going to be of value to people. So he became a taxi driver. And he loves it. Now they had to, he and his family had to adjust their lifestyle, but there was a choice between earning less money, but being happy as a taxi driver, or maybe earning more money, 
but being miserable and probably dying of a heart attack in his 50s if he stayed being an attorney. No, of course. Yeah. No choice. Now, I remember when I heard about this, this is this is some years ago, and I was like, he's crazy. He went to law school, he built up a practice. I mean, he was a successful attorney, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yet he threw it all away to become a cab driver, to become a taxi driver. What an idiot. I'm the idiot. Because he's happy. Yeah. And I guarantee you, his kids are happier because he's happy. His wife is happier because he's happy. Everyone around him is going to be happy. Everyone around him is going to be happier because he's happier. Because he's doing a job that from the minute he wakes up in the morning to the minute he goes to bed at night, he's enjoying it. You know? Yeah, that's that's so true. That's so, 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 so true. So it's those three things. So the advice I always give people is, before you start looking for a job, okay, make a list of all the things you enjoy doing in a work environment, okay? Make a list of all the things you're enjoying doing in a non-work environment, okay? And keep that list. Whenever you're looking at the jobs you want to apply for or the kind of jobs you want to do, make sure that the majority of the stuff you're going to be doing or the stuff you're going to be doing for the majority of the time is on that list, okay? So if you're somebody that really enjoys being outdoors and talking to people, don't apply for a job being a computer programmer. Okay. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't be a you know someone that's going to just sit in an office by themselves. Don't you know? Uh, uh, you know, working in front of a computer. All right. If you want a job that require, if you if you if you love being a team player and being creative, you know, find something where you're going to be working as part of a creative team in maybe marketing or events or podcasting or whatever it is, right? On a team, being creative and collaborative. Don't do something where you're going to be by yourself, you know, doing something that's administrative, okay? Yeah. Pick something you enjoy doing, okay? Somebody, there's a famous quote, which is, if um, if you find a job you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. Now, I think it's nonsense because... That's not to say you won't work, but the work will be pleasurable. It'll be hard. Yeah, sure. There'll be hard days. There'll be difficult days, right? But you'll be sweating um, in a productive way, okay? Your effort will be productive effort. It'll be, you know, um, the energy that you are that you are investing and, and expending will be on productive things, not on stress and unhappiness and disappointment and misery, okay? So you'll come out from work feeling, yeah, I really put in a good day today. Yeah. You know, it was hard, but and, and, and there are things that need to happen, you know, for me to achieve what I'm doing, so I'm a little kind of apprehensive or concerned about it, but all for the right reasons. Yes, yeah? it's, it's pleasurable. Exactly, yeah. you know? It might be difficult, but yeah. you'll, you'll enjoy the difficulty. Yeah. Okay. Kind of think of it a bit like running a marathon. Okay. Or yeah, or or or, or doing a circuit around the gym. All right. Yeah. I've got to tell you, I don't go to the gym as often as I ought to. All right. But when I go, I do not enjoy it. Ah. I really don't enjoy it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm doing when I'm doing you know when I'm doing uh, cardio and I've got my 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 uh, my coach like barking at me and making me do the things I really don't want to do. I do not enjoy it. 
but I know it's for the right reasons and I know that I'm getting benefit from it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm putting my body through physical exertion, but think about it as I'm in the gym versus I'm being beaten up. <laughs> right. My body still aches, yeah. but this is the positive reason. It's positive negative. Exactly. As opposed to that being from negative reasons. Okay. Yeah. So you can still have a job where, yeah, you, the job does kind of, you know, put you through the physical, you know, through difficulty and challenges and challenges you. That's great. As opposed to it being stress that attacks you and drains you. All right. Yeah. Which is why finding something that is, 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 um, enjoyable, that you're going to enjoy, you're going to love is so important for your mental and of course, also for your physical well-being. Stress is the biggest, is the biggest contributor to heart disease, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's so true. Yeah. You know? And so the, the, the line of connection between being happy in your job and living a healthy, well-balanced, um, uh, down-to-earth, centered life, okay, versus being unhappy in your job, being having, you know, m- um, mental uh, health issues, that often will translate into physical health issues, heart disease, stroke, you know, all sorts of nasty things that can happen as a result of stress. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The transformation people can achieve by changing their jobs is extraordinary. It's, it's, it's enormous. The, the benefits are really negative. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and, um, the kind of the mantra that I also live with is... <laughs> Any job that I'm assigned to do, whether it's, it's a work, whether it's hitting a gym, I try to find something that's going to make it pleasurable. So like, right. say for instance, the gym, the gym, for example, I, I'm going to go to the gym with my airports logged in my ears. So I'm going to listen to my favorite song. And the way I listen to my favorite song, I, I exercise with that. And then, so it doesn't become a tax. It becomes something I, I enjoy doing because I look forward to binging on a, a whole album of, let's say, um, Jay-Z or whatever. I'm just going to bring it on. While I do that, I get a chance to work out as well. So I think anything that we find ourselves, we can also give it a twist. We can still give it a little something. Something that makes it look fun. But what you yeah. have to do the job. Yeah. It's like podcasting right now. Normally, I would just put this headset on. With the lights, with the whole lights blinking around. I get to, I get to see myself with the airports. And it looks nice. I know this video is chubby, but <laughs> uh, with my complete setup, it looks nice. So I think um, basically that's, that's it. But then I, uh, one, one, one question I wanted to ask was, do you feel um, this popular, the, the popular quote that says, go to, go to work, do your job, um, whatever, get paid and come home. Do you feel, that quote is a, is, a, is a major contributing factor to why people are unhappy on their job because the whole idea has now become, okay, I'm going to get there. I don't need to speak to anybody. If this person is a bully, I don't care. I'm just going to get paid and come home. And then you realize that it's, it's, it's about, all about the money. They feel it's all about the money. So yes. Yeah, you make a very interesting point. Um, I think that the, the part, of the, part of the sort of foundational mindset issue that's at stake here is that people see people have begun to see their job as 
if you like, a utilitarian part of their life. It's there to provide. It's it's there to provide a function. Okay. Now yeah. that's fine, but think of it this way, right? Some people drive a car, right? Purely to get them from over there to over there. Yeah. Right? Have a car that will get me from over there to over there. All right. Now imagine if that car had a crack between the window and the door. All right. And they were driving, or the window didn't close properly. All right. And they were driving. Well, I don't care. I'm only I'm only in this car to get me from home to work. All right. Yeah. And it's raining and it's windy and it's miserable. And they get to work. Yeah, the car's driven them there, mm-hmm. but they're soaked wet and they're cold and they're feeling miserable. And then after a few days, they get the flu and they j- it's just awful. All right. And somebody says to them, why don't you buy yourself a new car? Oh, why do I need a new car? This one's doing its function. It's getting me from home to the office. That's all I need it for. Yeah, but look at you. You know, you get into the office soaked, wet. It's making you ill. You know, you get to the office and you're all frazzled. All your clothes are wet. You know, what are you doing? All right. And then they kind of say, listen, look, look at look at me. I drive this beautiful sports car over here. Okay. And when I get to work, I'm relaxed. I've listened to some, I've listened to Jay-Z, you know, on the stereo. And I've had the, you know, when the weather's nice, I've had the roof down. And when the, when it's not, I've, uh, my windows all close and it's all beautiful. And I get to work and I, right now, the job is the same. Some people could think, "What do I care? I'm just here to get paid. I'll come in in the morning, I'll do my job, and then I'll go home." But it doesn't work like that. Yeah, because the same with this car, where the window doesn't close. All right. You might get to the end of your day, but how much damage has that job done to you during the course of that day? You know, that person will have driven to work. Yeah, it provided a function. It drove them from home to work. But by the time they got to work, how much damage did that car do to them? With the rain and the cold and the misery, as opposed to someone has a, a, a job they enjoy and they get home and they've got energy. And they, they, they've got, um, they can give the best version of themselves to the people around them. Okay? So you're right. Jobs are there to provide a function. Okay? Yeah. I would always advise people that they should live and then work. So the work should always come second. Work to live. Don't live to work. Okay? My job my business, I see as a vehicle that allows me to do what I want to do with my life. Yeah. I don't live to provide, you know, as a function to be able to work. Okay. So if you want your job to be the vehicle just to earn the money and go home, that's great, but not to the cost of what you're going home to. Huh? Yeah. All right. Otherwise, you're completely undermining what you're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. If somebody yeah, says, exactly. "I want to earn money," well, what are you going to spend money on? On my family and my kids. Yeah, I know, but do you really think your family and your kids are happy with you coming home miserable? Uh-huh. Miserable with a lot of money. <laughs> right. You know. Oh, sure. 
better go find another job that hopefully pays you the same, maybe even more, but even if it's a bit less, you know? Do you not think you pay your, your, your wife, your kids, your friends, I'd rather have a version of you that's going to be more productive to them and more supportive of them, that's going to be more of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm earning more money so I can go on vacation. Great. So you beat yourself up for 50 weeks of the year so you can go and, you know, go on vacation for two weeks. For two weeks. Are you mental? Why not just not beat yourself up for 50 weeks of the year and enjoy all 52 of them? Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's super true. I mean, you know, the two is, the two is not going to solve the 50 weeks of stress. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Um, one other thing I, I wanted to talk about was, um, the, I mean, if, if today if you had to watch Netflix, I, I watch Netflix from time to time and, and it's almost as if every, every movie has the, the the family against the dad because the dad works super hard and now the relationship with the family is is, is disrupted now kids look forward to seeing their dad dad comes home kids are asleep he leaves super early kids don't even get a chance to be with them so what advice if you, if you were to advise people like that people who feel i need to get my money so my family will be happy what advice would you give them Wow, that's a huge question. The first question I'll ask is why? Why do you need more money? Okay. And at what cost? Okay. Um, I think that, that that's that's a, a a huge thing to uh, to, take, to to kind of determine. Okay. Are you really going to? Are your kids really going to be happier living in a bigger house if they never see you? Are they really going to be happier? Um, wearing nicer sneakers or wearing nicer clothes if they're never going to see you. Okay. Yeah. What are you actually, what are you earning that extra? What, what are you working that much longer? Not harder, but longer. What are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Are you genuinely doing it for your family? And if you are, go ask them. Hey, guys, um, I've got a, I've been up for a, uh, I've been offered this big promotion. Um, but it's going to mean that you're not going to see me from, you know, Monday till Thursday. I'm going to be leaving early in the morning. I'm going to be, um, you know, working late. I'm not going to get back till after that. All the kids are in bed. So you're not really going to see me. However, everyone's going to get Nikes. What do you want? Nikes or me? <laughs> no, of course. You'll be amazed that more often than not, all the kids want is time with their mom and dad. Yeah, you know, it reminds me there was this there was this amazing, amazing commercial. I think IKEA, you know, the 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 furniture store. Yeah, the IKEA. IKEA did about four or five years ago for Christmas, right? And they did. I think it was IKEA, and they basically they did this commercial where they asked all these kids um, what the what the thing they wanted more than anything else from. Father Christmas to give them for Christmas. Okay. What was the one thing they wanted more than anything else? And the answer they all came out with, whether they did or not, whether this, this was just the commercial, the answer they all came out with was time with my parents. Because it's one thing you can never get back. Okay. Oh. So the first thing I would ask, I, I would do is to say, why? Now, if it's a case of look, because we just haven't got enough money to, 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 to live, well, that's an extremely unfortunate situation. Okay. But something that 
um, we can talk about um, perhaps at a later date is that there are so many business opportunities now where people can earn more money yeah. in side hustles uh-huh. by doing uh, by setting up businesses that are relatively easy and relatively uh, w- that require relatively little time input, where people can earn a few extra thousand dollars, pounds, whatever, um, from home. Okay, yeah. so it may well be that somebody can say, Do "You know what? I need to earn an extra ten, fifteen, twenty percent um, of my salary in order to, you know." level up our um, standard of living in order so my wife doesn't need to work anymore so she can like you know stay home and look after the kids or so that I can save up you know to put my kid through college or whatever it is whatever financial goals people have right yeah it may well be that and there are many opportunities that we can discuss yeah there are um, where people can achieve that for just a couple of hours, you know, maybe a couple of hours over the weekends and half an hour, an hour in the evenings, okay? Whether it means they're not out till working, till long after the kids go to bed and they don't have that kind of fractured relationship with their kids, you know? I'll tell you, I was talking to, I was talking to a close friend of mine who um, he used to be a youth worker. I was telling you, I, he actually, he and I actually had this conversation this morning. And uh, he, used to, he used to be a youth worker. And uh, he told me that even now he still does a little bit of youth work you know, from time to time. And he can absolutely tell the kids who have parents that are invested in them, as in they spend time with them, they work with them, they're, they're, they are in and of their lives versus the ones that aren't. Now, you can always earn more money. Yeah. You can always stay later at the office. You will never have another opportunity to say goodnight to your kids. Yeah. Okay. The only time you get to say goodnight to your kids tonight is tonight. It's come home, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there will never be another 23rd of December 2020. That's today's day. The day we're recording this, yeah. December the 23rd, 2020. There mm-hmm. will never be. So, if you don't, Benjamin, do you have kids? No, I don't. Not okay. Yet. Okay, well, in God's good time. So, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I've got, I've got three, okay? If I don't say goodnight to them tonight, let's say I was out working, I was doing whatever I did, I never get another opportunity. Oh, you got tomorrow night. Yeah, but that's for tomorrow night. So that's for tomorrow. Today, mm-hmm. all right? And it's so important to realize that these things are finite. Your kids grow up, okay? I've got... I've got a five-year-old, I've got a 10-year-old, and I've got a 16-year-old, okay? I cannot mm-hmm. believe my 16-year-old is, is – he's going to be 17 in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. He's growing. Well, I know it sounds like a cliche, oh, they grow up so fast, but the point is that life is finite, and every day has to matter. Yeah. Why, why allow yourself to be complacent and to just accept – that your life is not what it should be, not what it ought to be, not what you deserve it to be because you're in a job that you don't enjoy and it's spilling into your life or you are investing your time in the things that you don't really want to, okay? You're working too long, you're working too late, you know? 
Yeah. You only have one shot of this. Mm-hmm. Today is the only December the 23rd, 2020 we will ever experience. This is never happening again. Mm-hmm. And the same tomorrow and the same the next day. You know, life is not infinite. We only have a certain amount of time. Yeah, do the best out of it. Let's use the best we can. Yeah, sure. Let's make uh, every day count. Yeah. One, 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 I'm sure we're going to wrap up with this one. One thing that I, I see, um, especially with where I come from, especially in Africa, is the societal pressure that people take on. Because now it's assumed that the man has to work hard to bring the money home. Hmm. So now the man, even though he works from eight to five, he has the opportunity for him to get another job from five to ten. He's got to take it because the assumption is that the man is supposed to come home with the money. The man is supposed to come home with the bucks. So how can we make our, I mean, how can we get rid of those societal pressures and then adapt to the fact that every relationship is different and my relationship with my kids should be different from how you relate with your kids not because what the world thinks I'm supposed to come home with the money I could come home with less and have a very a very good life I think look every every society is going to have different societal pressures yeah okay? there are some societies where like you say it's very patriarchal where you know the man's meant to go out and bringing the money and the wife's meant to stay home and cook and clean, right? Mm-hmm. There are some where, um, you know, um, kids are expected to, you know, all go to college and others where, you know, if they, if they don't want to do that, that's fine. You know, every, every society is going to be different, yeah. whether that's based on country, based on religion, based mm-hmm. on neighborhood, you know, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, sure. That being said, um, as far as I'm concerned, what goes on in my house is up to me, okay? Well, it's up to me, and it's up to my wife, and to an extent, it's up to my kids. That's and true. We as families define what goes on within the boundaries mm-hmm. of, of, our, of, of the four walls of our home. Okay? Of course. So um, am I, does society expect me to be the primary breadwinner? Well, here in America, I would say still to an extent it does, okay? Yeah. The idea that, you know, women can be stay-at-home moms is widely accepted. The idea for a man to be a stay-at-home dad, not so much. Okay? The idea that both can 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 be out earning, yeah, why not? Okay. So, but a but if we decided as a family, and I really hope we don't, <laughs> but if we decided as a family that my wife would go out and work and I'd stay home and look after the kids. And we decided that was right for us. That's what we would do. The neighbors may not like it. That's, that's, that's you, not your neighbors. I mean, they were exactly. for you. Yeah, sure. But I have to tell you, um, I cannot imagine for a minute that my wife or my kids would want me to stay at home and look after them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I can see more than enough of me, you know, uh, when I finish work. So... <laughs> So, but but I, but you're right. You, you make a, you make a very important point that um, that where where society may influence part of your thinking, and it's probably right to to an extent because societal values are important. Okay, a man, not just a man, any functioning adult should be contributing to their family. Now, that that contribution may come from being out there and working and bringing in the bucks, like you said. Or it could be from staying home looking after the kids, whatever it is, right? 
So those values, that work ethic is important. But at the same time, whilst it should inform your, your decision, it shouldn't define it. Because at the end of the day, if you feel like my cousin felt, that the right thing to do is to trade a higher-earning job that made him miserable okay. to a lower-earning job that made him happy, that even though I thought at the time he was crazy, that was the right decision every single time. Okay. And there it is. Yeah, sure. All right. So um, we're going to wrap up. But then before we do, tell us something about Salisi and how people can get to you. Well, Salisi um, is spelled S-A-L-I-S-I, Salisi. Um, and uh, we, so if, if you are... Uh, a cybersecurity company, and you're looking for people to uh, really grow and scale your business. So, Lisa Human Capital can help you. Uh, alternatively, if you are looking, uh, if you're not happy in your job and you're looking for um, guidance on how to uh, find a job that will make you happier, then Salisi Academy can definitely help you. Um, a couple of key things that you might want to look at one is the ultimate job hunting toolkit. The Ultimate Job Hunting Toolkit, which is something that we launched um, about a month ago, uh, which is a compendium of templates and swipe files and guidance and all the things that anybody could possibly need to help them find um, the job that's really going to make them happy. Okay, um, That is available um, at uh, um, ultimatejobhuntingtoolkit.com. That's ultimate jobhuntingtoolkits.com. Um, another thing as well is on January the 11th, so that's the second Monday in January, we are starting a Get Your New Job Challenge. So it's going to be the new year, great opportunity to find a new job. So um, you're the Get Your New Job, uh, Get Your New Job Challenge, and that's available at uh, getyourperfectjobchallenge.com. And then finally, if anybody wants to know about me or about Salisi or any of these things, they can find me on my own website, which is Simon Lader, L-A-D-E-R, SimonLader.com. Okay. So um, tell us something more about your malt collecting, malt whiskey collecting. How's it well, for you? Well, this is exciting. So uh, <laughs> I... Um, I prefer to call myself a connoisseur as opposed to an alcoholic. Um, but basically, uh, I've been collecting um, single malt Scotch whiskey since I was in my know, late teens, early 20s. And in fact, this room that I'm speaking to you from, uh, you can see that it's quite empty right now. And it's because during the, uh, the Christmas break, this room is going to be redecorated and it's going to become my whiskey sanctuary. Oh. Uh, I have... Uh, Right now, over a hundred um, different single malts, and uh, I enjoy I enjoy them a great deal. And uh, yes, I, uh, I drink a I drink a little bit now and then, you know. Um, but uh, I, I I'm a collector, so I have uh, I've got a, a quite broad collection of uh, of single malt whiskies. Right. Sounds interesting. So, um, so, um, so Simon Leader, thank you so so much for your time. And it's been a great time. But we never like to end our episodes without asking our guests two questions. I know I didn't tell you beforehand, but um, you're in a 
nice um, conditions to answer them. So the first question is, what are the three things that you know are true in life? It's never going to change for you. Three things that are true for you in life. Three things that are true for me in life. Okay, number one, um, loyalty is absolutely critical. Uh, If you're not loyal to your friends, to your wife or your spouse, uh, to your family, to yourself and to your values, um, there's really really no fabric to who or what you are. So that's one thing. Second thing I know is that um, everything has a purpose. (laughs) We may not necessarily know it. And the third thing is that everything that happens to us is a blessing. Just some of those blessings are hidden. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's, that's insightful. Then finally, what's your definition of success? Wow. What's my definition of success? Um, when I'm gone, people will say, he tried his best to make the world a better place. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty and that's awesome. So many thanks. Um, we hope to catch you some other time. I look forward to it. Benjamin, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So that is it for this week's episode. I hope you got much value from it as we did here. If you did, kindly leave us a five-star rating everywhere you get your podcast. It helps the show get to more people as possible. And also follow us on any of our social media pages at the 2-1 show. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.